This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Now one of the most legendary careers in sports is coming to an end, with Roger Federer announcing his retirement after next week's Labour Cup in London. In a statement released on social media, 41-year-old Federer cites age and recurring injuries as the reasons for his decision. The 20-time Grand Slam champion also mentions that he will continue playing tennis, but just not on the ATP Tour or at Grand Slams. The announcement sparked a flurry of tributes from the tennis world, with longtime rival and friend Rafael Nadal saying, and I quote, It's been a pleasure but also an honour and privilege to share all these years with you, living so many amazing moments on and off the court. Serena Williams, who also alluded to her retirement plans earlier this month, also paid tribute by saying, You inspired countless millions and millions of people, including me, and we will never forget. I applaud you and look forward to all that you do in the future. Joining us now to tell us more is ST's assistant sports editor, Rohit Brijnath. Thanks for joining us today, Rohit. So as we all know, Federer is a household name with over two decades of experience in the game. His contributions to the sport are definitely a plenty. So what do you think were some of his memorable moments and why is he so beloved? I think he's beloved because, you know, he's been both a graceful player and a graceful man. And that's a really difficult combination to find, you know. And I think graceful as a player because I think he had a very fluid, almost soundless game and played with great ease. I mean, Federer never looked ugly. He just always looked beautiful. I mean, there was a point where the Washington Post uh, dance critic wrote a story in a paper about him, which is pretty unusual for a tennis player. And I think he's also very graceful as a man. I, I think, you know, he was well-mannered. I think his opponents liked him. Uh, one of his opponents actually said, you know, sometimes he hits such beautiful shots, I want to go across the net and high-five him. So, it, it's a type of relationship that you have with the crowd, with the game. And I think he was a great evangelist for the game. And what I mean by that is that he was always giving the game, not just in how he played, but in the interview room, talking to television, talking to print, talking to radio, in German, in French, in English. Always talking about the game, you know, never feeling that he had given the game enough. And that's something you don't find today with athletes who can be a bit conceited and feel that, look, I've played and that's enough. I don't have to give the game anything else. And I think for his memorable moments, I think they're just too many. Uh, but I think a lot of people, you know, um, will remember him in 2017 when he came back. And, you know, of course, he had been a great player in the past. He won his first Grand Slam in 2003 and then he actually won. 16 of 27 Grand Slams at that time, which was amazing. But in 2017, when he was much older and injured, and then he came back and he won two Australian Opens and he won Wimbledon. And that was something, there was something really romantic about that. And it was like sort of like a last gift from Federer to the world, which sort of admired it. You speak of him with so much admiration. Did his decision to retire come as a surprise to you? Or were there already signs that he was going to, as we say, hang up his record? I mean, the thing with Federer is that, you know, he always, there was always something timeless about him. So you always think that there's another summer left in him. Yet, I mean, nobody's really surprised because everybody knows that, look, he's 41 years old and there are only that much, there's only that much magic and only so many miracles. And the game is too hard and it's too fast. And if you look at the way, you know, Carlos uh, Alcaraz plays and the speed that they move, I don't think Federer really would be able to keep up. But everybody wants a last look at him. So, I think he's doing a, a good thing by playing the Labour Cup. I mean, everybody probably wanted him to play one last Wimbledon. But it's okay. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's always an end. 
uh, and, and and you know, I, I don't think there's anything more that we can want from Federer. Let me put it that way. So looking at the game more in general, his contemporaries Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic are also in the later stages of their career. Do you foresee this as the start of the end for the big three and paving the way for a new generation of tennis talent to emerge? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, the hints are always there, already there. I mean, Federer, of course, is now gone. Uh, Nadal is, you know, you, you don't write off these guys because they are, of course, four or five years younger than Federer and that makes a big difference. But Nadal, you know, he's already put together with scotch tape and pins are holding his body together and, you know, but he still fights and that's who he is. And, you know, has he got another French Open left in him? Of course, who would say no? And Djokovic, of course, is a little younger. Uh, he's, I think, 35. So, he has time. Of course, his problem is that, you know, he is not able to play certain slams because he refuses to get vaccinated. So, that becomes a problem. But I think that they have a little bit left in them. But if you look at the way Alcaraz plays, and Alcaraz is really the exception at the moment out of the young guys and the speed that he plays. So, it's going to be testing. I think Alcaraz has youth. These guys have tremendous experience. And so, would I count them out yet? Absolutely not. But I feel that, obviously, they are coming towards the end. And there is something... Uh, I can't really say sad because nothing terrible is happening. But, you know, we, they have been our companions for a very long time. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell icon to be notified of new videos. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.